episode 127, Ryan Jenkins. Welcome to the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Worlds they live by, for example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round, and their wake-up question to finish. To get all the updates and exclusive insider tips and resources of what's coming up and really be in touch with this show and make sure you don't miss a trick, head over to ayalpha.com and I'll give you all the resources through there. You sign up, sign up to me, and currently we're giving away my number one best-selling book, The New Rules of Success, completely free. Any men who are interested in the coaching that I do with elite and professional entrepreneurial men, get in touch and we set up a strategy call so we can talk through how and if I can help you out. Get to the podcast, do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review, it'll help get him off my back. Okay, everyone, we have a brilliant one for you this morning. We have Ryan Jenkins on the line. He is a next generation catalyst, and we're going to dig into what that's all about. He's a millennial keynote speaker and author. He equips organizations and leaders with the next generation leadership, branding, and communication skills needed to thrive in today's multi generational marketplace. He has a, also has a podcast called the Next Generation Catalyst Podcast, which we're going to dig way more into, and that's obviously that's one of that is his area of expertise. Uh, before we get too dug in. Ryan, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Yes, sir. Rock and roll. Good stuff. So, I mean, that was quite a brief introduction from me. It's one of these areas as well that I think, right, let's pass it over straight away, pass it straight away over to you to explain it a lot better. So is there anything you'd like to add or subtract or just highlight in your introduction? Um, no, I mean, you, you hit the highlights there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a, a, a keynote speaker, um, which is hard to believe and bizarre to some people that uh, someone such as myself would actually tr- even attempt to make a career out of humanity's number one fear of public speaking, <laughs> but you know somebody's got to do it, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I'm a I travel the country around here in the U.S. Uh, speaking uh, to different organizations and at conferences, and we run a, a blog at ryan-jenkins.com, and we've got a podcast as well. So we're we're all about helping organizations and leaders. Um, better understand the millennial, aka Generation Y generation, uh, so that they can effectively lead, communicate, uh, or sell or market to uh, to that generation. So it's a hot topic right now, and yeah. uh, a lot of nuances going on. So it's exciting time, and grateful to be in the industry and able to do what I do. Cool. Well, you mentioned about sort of being a keynote speaker, and we just talked before. You got you got a, a baby, your first baby on the way, and you're just right. the big thirties around the corner. So, yeah. I mean, you've, you've got a lot going on and being a keynote speaker and traveling around the country, it's one of them things people, like you say, it's, a lot of people are fearful of that sort of thing, but as well, they're kind of, it's like, how do you get into something like that? Because it's, uh, it's not sort of a well-trodden career path for a lot of people and it's, you've got to really sort of create the path yourself. So I want to really talk about your origin story, going right back to like, where are you originally from? How did you get to this point where you are traveling around the country, you know, in your 20s? speaking in all these different organizations and like what did you want to be when you was growing up how how did it come about really yeah i mean gosh i was probably like most of your listeners and i had no idea that the speaking industry existed and that was something that was something somebody did 
Um, and so growing up, I don't know, I think in the early, early days, I wanted to be like a, like a stunt man, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. Well, um, hey, the stunt man came, I wanted to be that for a little while, but that is, okay, that, that nice, is awesome. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was really into movies and just loved all that stuff. And so, um, uh, but I was super introverted and pretty kind of shy kid growing up. And then, uh, in middle school, I started, uh, I don't know. I just kind of just started opening up and uh, did a little bit of acting. I wasn't the best actor, but it was kind of fun for me. And so I did a little bit of that. And then high school, didn't do any more acting. I was in a band. I was a drummer. Um, and it was big sports guy. So hey, I'm all drummers crazy. Well, yeah. <laughs> you seem, you seem think, very, you seem very yeah, calm think, and put together at the moment. Well, you know, as this, we'll let the listeners decide as this as this interview progresses. <laughs> Quality. Um, yeah, Sorry. so big, it really into sports. I uh, played hockey, soccer, lacrosse, and in, in in high school. So I, you know, I really kind of did it all, and and maybe too much fun in college. But I, <laughs> I caught this entrepreneurship bug when I was in in college, and I actually studied entrepreneurship at Miami University, which is a school in Ohio in the states. Oh, and, I was going to say when you, when you say Miami University, instantly everyone, well, everyone, I think Miami, but so right, it's Miami University in Ohio. How? In Ohio, How did and Adam, that, can you explain that? Because that sounds very strange. <laughs> yeah, so Miami is actually the name of uh, of an Indian tribe that originally settled there. Okay. So, um, so we have T-shirts because we get this all the time. Yeah. People are like, "Oh, I thought Florida." <laughs> but we have actually T-shirts that you can buy on campus that says. We were a university before Florida was a part of the United States, <laughs> so, which is true. Like yeah. it was founded in 1809, Miami University, oh, um, and it's considered like a public IV, which yeah. is kind of a big deal here in the oh. states. So it's a great school. Um, I was just thinking when you said you partied a lot at university, and I was like, oh, Miami University. I was thinking, <laughs> I was expecting you like <laughs> board shorts and just yeah, living the life. Board no. shorts, yeah, no, but, yeah, it was it was not board shorts. It was it was you know parkas and <laughs> shoveling snow. Um, I actually got a job in sales coming out of school, and so I was jumped in the corporate world and. Again, really didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be entrepreneurial. Yeah. And so when I came in the corporate world, I just felt like a lot of my my ambition and my creativity was just squandered under poor leadership and under uh, just the um, just what I what I call dated infrastructure, corporate infrastructure. Yeah. And for me, I was kind of like, well, I'll just sweep it under the rug here because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to not like the corporate world. And but the more that I kind of went through and, and day to day and, and uh, you know a couple of years passed and I more and more of my peers and millennials across the U.S. were singing the same tune, yeah. and it just you know kind of broke my heart and I figured, geez, how can I turn my burden and the millennial burden into more of a transformation and how can we use this as a tool as a catalyst for transformation within organizations and for leaders and so that's kind of how I got into this space. It might sound a little bit obvious, but can you just explain, just everyone was just, if just listening in and they just caught this and they didn't know sort of the, the lead into it, what exactly is a millennial and then I suppose what is a next generation catalyst? Yeah, so millennials are those folks uh, born in the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, the kind of the broad range is 15 to 35. Yeah. Um, and so they're the largest generation on the planet today and that's why they're getting a lot of attention and they're causing a lot of disruption because they're the first uh, they're the first 
generation uh, that's ever grown up connected to the internet, right? Yeah. They're, they're truly digital natives. And technology and the internet has shaped who they are and how they attack and solve problems. And so that's why it's important to talk about it today because there's always been generational differences. You can look mm -hmm. back to Socrates way, way, way back in the day. And he even said the young generation is lazy and disrespectful. Um, so th th this tension around the young generation has yeah. always been there. But what's different today, Adam, is and what your listeners can kind of key in on is technology, internet, right? It's changed yeah. everything. You know, podcasting, what you and I are doing now is changing the game in so many regards. So it's technology and the internet coupled with the largest generation on the planet. That's what's causing this massive, massive disruption in really how we live and work. You know, catalysts for me, you know, what are, what are catalysts? What are things that are... Um, um, propelling change in the marketplace, you know, next generation change, future change. So you think about things like the iPhone, that was a yeah. next generation catalyst, right? That changed the game in 2007 after the iPhone was released, at least for Americans, uh, we sent and received more text messages than we did phone calls. So that was fundamentally changed how we communicate. Whoa. And so that's just one example, but there's many examples of just how um, our connected and hyper-social um, culture in life now is just very different. And you can kind of trace them back to small catalysts that have caused all that change. And I'm just super interested in, in all those little tweaks and those fundamental changes we're seeing. You decided to take like your burden and what was giving you sort of stress and just frustrating you and try and make that into a, a career where you were in charge. So how did that first day, that first weeks, the months, how did that look like? And wh what did you go about doing? And how did it come, as I say, to the, the keynote speaking? Was that always something when you came out you thought, right, oh, I'm, that's the goal? Or did that just evolve naturally? How did that come about? Yeah, no, great question. And I'm totally, I just love hearing these stories too from other entrepreneurs yeah. and, and thought leaders, right? Because it's just, it does, it makes it so tangible. Yeah. And I love kind of those light bulb moments. Yeah, well, this is our awakened question. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, alpha. perfect. Yeah. When did you love start it. to change? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and so no, again, I you know I was feeling all this frustration and and kind of um, anxiety and just you know I was just antsy in my job, and I still had no idea I wanted to be a speaker. I you know I had I had no idea really what I wanted to do, but there was this at one point it was a really super frustrating day for me, Adam, and I came home and I I sat down. I had this little apartment in Atlanta, Georgia, and I just sat down. I thought, okay, what like. You know, I want to figure out what I want to do. It's up to me. I got to kind of be intentional and reflect on what what it is. What are some of my strengths? And I sat down, and I reflected on what were some of the what were some of the uh, situations or events in my life where I was affirmed. And I think this is such a unique and such a uh, uh, powerful question and mm -hmm. exercise is to to reflect on your life. When at some point did a coworker or family or your spouse or friends say, hey, Adam, you're really good at that. And I think it's so natural for us to kind of brush those off yeah. and like, oh, yeah, you know, sure, you know, sure, I'm a good drummer, or yeah, I am a good dancer, or what. But those are little, those are little glimpses into our full potential, right? Those are, those, that, those can be gateway drugs to awaken yeah, our, that, our alpha, right? That's a really good point, yeah. For me, I sat down, I thought, all right, when was I affirmed? When were people like, whoa, what was that? That was really good at the, you know, where did that come from? And uh, there was two points that stood out. One, I gave a uh, best man speech at my brother's wedding and it just, it, people, it just resonated. People were like, that was the best wedding speech I've ever heard. And like all these people were like, that was amazing. And then the second point, um, 
you know, I grew up playing hockey and my dad was a coach. He, he actually, when I left high school, he became the high school coach at my high school and I would come back from college and I would go in and I would give these speeches to the, to the hockey team before the playoffs. And they loved it and they kept wanting me to come back and come back and they eventually won the state championship that year. And so I take full credit for that and I give zero <laughs> credit to my dad for any of that. He was just, um, he was just present. He was just there. That's right. He was, yeah, you know, he was riding my curtails is what he was. <laughs> Love it. Um, and so, so those were two moments that stuck out and I thought, okay, I've got a, I've got a natural knack for speaking. And and so right then I was like, great, I got to figure out how I can speak more. How do I get better at speaking? And again, I didn't know what I was going to speak about. I didn't know any of that stuff. So I, I just began figuring out, okay, how do I do that? And I came across Toastmasters, which is a uh, an international organization. Yep. And there's chapters everywhere. So wherever your listeners yep. are, I'm sure they could plug in if they're interested. Um, and so I started there. And it's a great way to get your feet wet. So that was a huge catalyst for me. I was involved for... I think like five years in Toastmasters and I did a bunch of competitions and really just started honing my craft and along the way I, I kind of upped my game and I I, um, I joined the National Speakers Association. In that organization it's really, you know, that's where professional speakers hang out and that's really where I learned the nuts and bolts of how to build a speaking business. What was your first paid speaking gig I suppose? Like we're trying to just grab a few little highlights then. You know, it's a grind, man. And it's, you know, you know, speakers can be paid very, very well. Um, you know, just to give an hour talk at a conference, you can be paid very, very well. Yeah. But typically, people aren't paying for that hour, right? They're yeah. paying for years and years and years of expertise and research and, and all that, you know, all that jazz. So um, that's the kind of way to look at it. So, you know, and you see someone on stage like, oh, I could do that, but it, it takes so much time to crafting your message and your your slides and connecting with the audiences. So it's definitely a craft. But for me, you know, I had to go speak a whole bunch. So I, I spoke for free for, uh, you know, in the beginning, I just would go around and speak wherever I could. And so sometimes it was at local universities, monthly meetings that people would have, and I'd go and speak and I'd get feedback and and it was after I'd spoke for free at a Rotary Club that someone gave me their card and said, "Hey, you need to come to my organization and speak." And so ah, it was, uh, yeah, it was a, actually a uh, a real estate company um, that was really well known here in the states. And so um, that's where it started, and they've they've become kind of a reoccurring client, and it helped kind of boost my credibility and confidence. You know, I still got a ton to learn. So yeah, what was one of your biggest I wouldn't say mistakes or biggest challenges or struggles where, where it all just went wrong. It could be a particular speaking gig where it just, it just didn't happen. You was having an off day or it yeah. could be just a situation or something else. Is there anything that springs to mind? The one that just really comes to top of mind again in my, that early phase when I was just going to different uh, meetings and speaking. I mean, sometimes, you know, I'd go to these rooms and there'd just be like 10 people in there, right? And, yeah. you know. I've got aspirations to be on a stage and big screens. I knew I wanted to start speaking, but I didn't have a platform, right, to, yeah. you know, to get, you know, to have any credibility. So I actually started a video blog. Uh, and that was my initial, kind of my first big step. And so I, I did like over 60 videos and posted them online. And it was more per, per, personal development yeah. stuff. But that got me in a good rhythm of, of communicating and, and writing down my ideas. And then it was through all that research that I really kind of um, started learning more about the millennials. And mm -hmm. and then so I, I switched brands to really kind of put the brand on me, Next Generation Catalyst. 
And then so that's when I started speaking to other organizations was about millennials and how to uh, engage them, sell, communicate with them. And so, but yeah, I went to this one and it was just a few people in the room. They literally just had the small TV in the corner of the room. And so I like plugged my laptop in there <laughs> and, and you know, this was the early parts of it. So I was still crafting the message and really kind of figuring out my, my, my voice yeah. and, and, you know, this topic can be very polarizing at times. Right. And so, you know, me as being kind of this, this young gun coming into this room of, of more seasoned folks, uh, I got, you know, I got a lot of backlash and a lot of people were, <laughs> were, were being very protective and, and, you know, we're just, just not, not wanting to hear what I had to say. And, um, and I think that was like the first time my, my wife had come to with me oh, to one of these no, events. Man. She was like, Oh my God. <laughs> This and like so, fun. and yeah. so I learned a, a ton from that because, yeah. you know, you, you know, the questions I get after, after, after speaking is, is such great insights on what's top of mind for these people yeah. and what they're thinking about when they're, when they're listening to me speak. And so it was a great way. And so I, I've had to really kind of mold my message to really cater to, um, you know, I don't want it to appeal to everybody. I don't, yeah. I, I think if you're not pissing some people off, you're not, ha you don't have a strong <laughs> enough message, right? Yeah. I suppose um, as long as you made it out of that room alive, it's all good. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But this is our Yoda question. Who helped awaken your alpha? It could just be an inspirational figure. It could be mentors along the way or some key figures. It's, it could be a couple of people. Yeah. My, my all time hero, uh, still my hero today is John Maxwell. Okay. You know John? Is that John C. Maxwell? He's one of my hero, all-time heroes. And so, um, you know, just growing up, my dad gave me his one of his best sellers, the Twenty One Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, and I just ate it up and began following his career. And used to listen to his CDs while I was, you know, um, just around the house and yeah. stuff. And so he just molded uh, just my heart, and he just gave me just such inspiration from leadership, how to approach. Uh, communicating with others and how to deliver from stage, and uh, he's just been an all-time uh, hero for me. And and uh, I got to meet him a couple of years ago in his in his uh, in his house and got to spend some time with him. So that was a just an unbelievable moment. But he's certainly a Yoda for me. Brilliant. Okay, we're gonna mix it up a little bit here, and we're just gonna find out a bit more about you. This is the complete blank around where you just finish my sentence and complete the blank. So, All right. <laughs> if I was ever to visit your hometown, I should. You should go to Sweetwater Brewery. Where is that? So that this is in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, it's a it's a a local brewery, and it's uh it's it's like in between Buckhead and Midtown, so it's kind of in the downtown area. But it's a uh, awesome beer, and it's a really cool. Uh, culture they've got this patio where you can uh, try all their beers and just hang out with some cool people nice I'm sold right <laughs> your, your best friend would describe you as uh, committed <laughs> that's a good one I should have asked this one after your uh, what we should do in Atlanta Georgia last time you were drunk was <laughs> <laughs> I mean I am love craft beer so I'm constantly trying different craft beers and my wife and I are going to different breweries around the country, so uh, I, I often have, you know, four or five beers. Okay. But <laughs> you're not drunk now, are you? Then no. I'm not. Well, okay. I don't think so. Let me check. No, well, I don't you, think it's so. earlier in the day for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. your morning. That's all right. 
we, there's rules to live by. Yeah. AM, AM drinking. I've, I've always I've always tried to avoid AM drinking. That's <laughs> it's right. It's like an internal <laughs> law for me. Okay. You upset people by? Uh, being impatient. <laughs> I think I think we're both impatient when we tried to get on this call. We've had no one will know this. It will sound beautiful when you hear it, guys. But we had some technical issues. But we're we're getting through it. It's all good. And it's all it's all my fault, everyone. So blame me. <laughs> Your favorite movie is Braveheart. Man, that's come up a lot recently. I don't need to ask why. It's awesome. Yeah. And them them English are absolute bastards in that. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody English. Right. <laughs> okay. We've made it to the alpha round. This is where we're going to get sort of all your alpha tools, tricks and resources and any good advice you can share with us. So we'd like to start that off with if there's a particular book that's either an all-time favorite or something you think could be relevant to millennials or what's come out in this show really speaking and public speaking. Yeah. Um, you know, probably the biggest catalyst for me was uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's Crush It. Yeah. Um, and you know, he, he was, he just changed my entire thinking when it came, comes to building a, a personal brand and, and how I've built and grown my business. Cool. So and Gary you, Vaynerchuk's. You've, you've interviewed him, haven't you? So that yeah, been awesome. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh gosh. He's, uh, uh, just a cool dude. And, um, it's just amazing how much, how hard he works. He hustles more than I think anyone ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's these sort of dudes. They really do, don't they? It's like sometimes yeah. you think, how do they do it? And then if you dig into it, it's yeah, machines. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's unbelievable quality. Okay, um, is there a particular alpha resource or resource something you use that you think would be helpful to pass on? Um, it could be sort of a an app. Uh, it could be just an online resource that's there. It could be free. It could be paid. It's just anything that you think is useful that that you use. Yeah, uh, I'll give you two. Um, uh, Asana, A S A N A. Asana is kind of like a task management tool. Uh, It's free, and you know, if if you're a small business or you know, large organization, I think there's you know different levels that you have to pay for. But uh, for me, being a small business owner, I use that to just. it's basically my to-do list. I'm 100% paperless in my business, and so I use that to track all of what I've got to get done. And then my wife and I, we can assign each other tasks and kind of stay on task with all of our tasks. Yeah, I like that. No, I've yeah, just, it's like a lot of times. Obviously, we get oh, sorry, <laughs> we get uh, resources that maybe popped up at least once or twice before, but that has never been mentioned. So, good work. Yeah, back, back that's a great day. one. <laughs> I'll give you. One, I'll give you one more. Uh, Boomerang for Gmail. Okay. Uh, so Boomerang for Gmail, it's, if anyone actually uses Google Mail, Gmail, um, it's a, it's a, again, it's a free tool and you go to, I think it's just Google Boomerang for Gmail and yeah. it's a tool where you can send an email to somebody and if you don't get a response within a certain time frame, the, the, the email will boomerang back in your inbox as a reminder to follow up with that individual. Okay, that's um, pretty cool. So yeah. yeah, phenomenal. Or you can like schedule emails to send out later at certain points. So that tool alone has revolutionized our business. It's we're able to stay on some, top of some of our leads and really follow up and make sure that we're, you know, executing against everything that we need to. Cool. What would you say is one of your personal sort of almost daily alpha habits that keeps you on the straight and narrow? I mean, we talked about task management tool, but <laughs> is there anything else yeah. that you you do as sort of like a regular part of your day that you think is essential? Um, you know, I think. I'm an early riser, so yeah. I'm getting up about 4:50 in the morning now, and yeah, and so for me, it's and that's 
you know, that early part of the day when the world's still quiet, yeah. that's when I'm able to get a lot done. I can it's, be it's creative. A good, it's a good job you're in that time zone because you've got a newborn coming. So, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that might drastically change. Yeah, that won't be uh, like you'll already, already be up or just going us back to sleep. Or yeah, try that's and, right. Who knows? <laughs> I'll just be, if I had a superpower, Adam, I always tell people this if I had a superpower, it would be that I required no sleep. I just think that'd be the coolest that thing to just cool. be up and like, functioning at all times and not have to worry about any sleep so that won't happen but uh I'll, <laughs> well I think <laughs> maybe i can you, yeah, you do better not, with you it. may not require uh, sort of no sweet uh, sleep but i think you're gonna experience not having much soon <laughs> yes you never so know the, though. It, you, you might get lucky you never know who knows? <laughs> <laughs> cool what is some of the best advice you've ever received um you know the best advice that i you know when it comes to speaking i once heard someone say that a a great speech is never written it's only rewritten and you know you can apply that to anything in life a great speech is never written it's only rewritten and so for me it's like i'm never going to be finished right it's always going to be a work in progress yeah. i'm you know i can always get better um and you know the first draft it, don't be scared that it's not great because it's it's only can get better from there and so that's really helped me to just just go right. Just just create things. Uh, not try not to be fearful of the end result, and just know that I can always improve from there. Brilliant. That's a really good one. I suppose that links straight into then. What what would you give us some sort of key either mistakes people make when it comes to speaking, or or things they can they can do right to make a good speech? So it's sort of two sides of the coin, really. Is there any sort of yeah. just sort of tidbits you can give us? Yeah, I think you know. Um, you're you a couple things. Um, the audience wants you to do well, right? When was the last time you ever saw a public speaker and you were just like, I'm here because I want them to do terrible. <laughs> That's right? a really good point. You're, you're, you're absolutely hoping. Yeah. From my point of view, when yeah. someone comes up, you're hoping they're good. Yeah, they're hoping, you, they're <laughs> hoping that they're good and that they're hoping to, to gain something. Yeah. So they're not like, you know, we have this tendency to get in our own heads and, and think that everyone wants us to fail. But in reality, they want us to do well because the audience wants to learn. They want to grow. They want to, you know, have gained something that's going to help them in their life or business. So that's a key indicator, you know, it's something to think about. And then you're always more, you always feel more nervous than you actually appear. You know, so people get in their head that their, you know, face is beat red and they're sweating and like, you know, yeah. they're really breathy when they're on stage. And it, it's way more drastic in your head than it is to the audience. So just take a couple deep breaths. You know, you might be nervous on stage. That's perfectly normal and fine. But it's not as bad as as the audience uh, as you think it is because the audience really doesn't see a lot of that. Brilliant. Yeah. Who do you think I should interview next or very soon for Awaken Your Alpha? We usually look for like, maybe a couple of recommendations. Uh, could be someone from your network or someone sort of who just you is inspired you before. Yeah. Um, there is a, a gentleman I had on my podcast not too long ago. His name's Chandler Bolt. Chandler Bolt, okay. Chandler Bolt, uh, happy to put you cool in touch name. with him. Yeah, yeah, oh, there can't totally. be many of them around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> must be the Chandler Bolt. <laughs> yeah, but he's just a, a really ambitious young guy. He's working on a, a number of new businesses, and he's um, he's kind of got this niche helping people to self-publish through Amazon. Oh yeah, um, okay. yeah. And so it's you know he's he's just got a lot of fun stuff cooking. So he'd be a great guest to have on the show. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, if, if you can connect there that'd be absolutely awesome 
cool. And then what's what's the best? Well, unless there's anyone, is there anyone else that springs to mind? I thought you going to say. You know, I was just going to say, man, get get Johnny Maxwell on. <laughs> <laughs> Have you interviewed him? Reach for the, no, no, I've never interviewed him. No, <laughs> no, no that'd be. A, he's been, you know, he's been mentioned a few times. Now that would be awesome, definitely. Nice. So at least I know someone would tune in. You'd tune in if I interviewed him. <laughs> That's right, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool, cool. Uh, what's the best way people can get in touch with you if they want to find out more about what you're all up to or get you to speak? Yeah, yeah. People want to connect with me on social or just say what up or if you want to uh, yeah, uh, hire me or use me as a speaker for your next event, you can go to ryan-jenkins.com. So that's R-Y-A-N hyphen J-E-N-K-I-N-S dot com and you can uh, see all of our blog posts there, get in touch with me and you can also subscribe if you like the content and we'll send that to you right in your inbox um, every week. Cool. Well, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure and I have to just ask because I'm looking at your Facebook page. Uh, your Facebook, is the uh, your uh, your cover photo, what is going on there? Is that your best man's speech? Because that is one of the most awesome cover photos I've ever seen. Oh, no. No, that's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what is going no, that's, on there? Um, I, that was I, actually that's at the uh, George W. Bush Presidential Library in Texas. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was a super cool venue, and so uh, it was a good photo. So yeah, there it is. <laughs> was that so you were speaking at that, or, or just hanging out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that. Was... <laughs> So that's the teaser trailer. If I manage to put this into the episode, they they got to try and hunt down this photo. It's uh, it's interesting. So yeah, yeah. Photo. Okay, cool. Absolutely brilliant. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for taking the time today. And uh, yeah, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Cool. We are done. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another awesome, exciting episode on Awaken Your Alpha. I really appreciate it. Make sure you keep up to date with everything that's going on. Follow us on Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha, Twitter, Awaken Your Alpha, and Instagram at Awaken Your Alpha. Connect with me as well, Adam Lewis Walker on Facebook, personal and public profiles, but I'd love to connect with you and find out more. Those who want to take it up another notch, you can book in your personal strategy session with me. Get straight to that form and apply. It's tiny URL dot com forward slash awaken your alpha i look forward to sharing this journey with you the awaken your alpha podcast live limitless head over to ayalpha.com 